and welcome to the thanks for waiting podcast i'm brandon and i'm sitting here with joe hey great to be here and all i gotta say here joe is i know what you did last summer what you know about all that cool stuff i did yeah the jet that really cool stuff you did in the 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 drag racing yeah you know if anyone emails us at thanks waiting podcast at gmail.com i'll tell you what joe did last summer it's not murder could be but it's not. But it could be if they email us. Oh, yeah. I mean, you never know what you're getting when you email us. Uh, try it sometime. Thanks for waiting podcast.com at gmail.com. <laughs> Thanks for waiting podcast.com. Thanks for waiting. What is it? Thanks for waiting podcast. Thanks for waiting podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for waiting podcast. Give it to us. At gmail.com. We're ready. Yeah, all spelled um, out. Let's do it. But yeah, you know, it's summer. As It's July. Yeah. Which, oddly enough, this is a July 4th movie. And we busted our nut doing Uncle Sam. And you know what? I watched Jaws recently. July 4th movie. Yeah, there's a bunch of July 4th movies. All of a sudden, yeah, I'm just like realizing. I'm like, how many July 4th horror movies are there? There's like all of a sudden like a ton. There's definitely a few. Yeah. Uh, Check out Uncle Sam, though. That's a real one. Yeah, we uh, go back and check that out. Thanks for waiting. Also, check out, uh, we did Graveyard Shift last like not this last one because we did uncle sam but the one before that yeah we've been around for a minute yeah we did graveyard shit we've been around for a little bit go back and check our back catalog we appreciate it yeah you know so here's another one (laughs) our third fourth of july movie yeah you know we're vets well well (laughs) (laughs) we're podcast vets yeah yeah well well well. (laughs) (laughs) we're getting there Everybody starts somewhere. Anyway. Is there any fireworks in this one, Joe? There's a bunch of fireworks in this one. There is a bunch of fireworks in this yeah. one. <laughs> I kind of meant plot-wise, but yeah, there's literal fireworks in this oh, one. Oh, for me, plot-wise? Oh, dude, I honestly kind of fucking love this movie. I love this movie, too. I, I think yeah. maybe we're just products of the 90s. I mean... But you know what this movie... This, is, this makes no sense, but this movie made me excited for fall. And I don't know why. It is a very summery movie. Very summery. But for some reason, I was just like, I can't wait till like that autumn breeze kicks up and like leaves are doing little tornadoes. You kind of feel like you got to, you know, look over your shoulder at any moment. I agree. Honestly, like it's, it's getting, I feel like July is definitely when you start to gear up, you know, Halloween yeah. stuff, Halloween stuff starts hitting the store. Start watching horror movies. Oh yeah. Marathon well, them. For us, every day is Halloween. Oh yeah, baby. Yeah, especially Mondays when <laughs> this is released. Especially. Yes. I think Halloween is on a Monday this year. That sucks. Oh. Yeah. Maybe it's on a Tuesday. Still kind of sucks. <laughs> Maybe it's on a Wednesday. It'd be cool if it was on like a Friday. I'm pretty or sure it's Saturday. on the beginning. It's in the beginning of the week this uh-huh. year. You know, there's a Friday thirteenth in, in uh October. October this year? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah. Pretty sweet. But we did, uh, so this this week, we're doing, I know what you did last summer, 1997. I love this movie. Joe loves this movie. I could not watch this movie without thinking about Scary Movie, though. 
It is. It's fun. Did you see this movie before you saw Scary Movie, or did you see Scary Movie first? I'm pretty sure I saw Scary Movie first. I definitely saw Scary Movie first, and it's such a funny lens to view this movie through. Because like you can't see Ryan Filippi going to grab a photo out of his locker, and <laughs> yeah. not like wondering, is that, that gonna that, be a dick? Yeah, that tiny dick pic. <laughs> yeah. Like, gosh, maybe I didn't. Like when he's like, uh, <laughs> when Ryan Filippi's on that balcony. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. And like, they're like, that's my girlfriend, too. Yeah. I've had that piece of ass. They're like, shut up, man. Oh, man. And then, yeah, Scary Movie just stole everything they could, which is great for parody law. Which but. is crazy, because you think that Scary Movie 1 mostly parodied Scream, but I would, I would argue that it parodied this movie way more than Scream. I think it's half and half, directly. You call half a half. Yeah. I think the whole first half of Scary Movie is... Probably this movie, but they just have yeah, they just <laughs> scary. We're gonna do it pretty soon. We're doing scary movie pretty soon, at least one and two, and then we don't really have to touch it after that. Yeah, no, and, and I don't know, man. Now that I'm thinking about scary movie, I think it there's might, a lot of scream stuff. There's a lot of scream stuff, but there's also a lot of uh, I know what you did last summer stuff, like a lot. Yeah, because like just going through this movie, I mean, and the funniest things from this movie are in scary movie. Yeah, I mean, honestly, scary movie makes this movie so much more watchable and enjoyable because you can't you're not afraid to laugh at it because you already have. Exactly. And I mean, do we have to do we we have a, an all star cast in this movie? All star. Oh goodness. And I mean, well, they knew this movie was going to blow up. So they had the budget for a good cast, I think. Movie was written before Scream because it's based off a book. But came out because of the popularity of Scream. Yeah, and if we didn't say it, we definitely said it. I think Kevin Williamson wrote this movie, and it feels like such a Kevin Williamson movie. I feel like you can just like you just sniff a Kevin Williamson script. I wonder how much influence he has on like shots. I don't know. That's a good question. I feel like he. I don't know. He's the writer. Yeah, but so, I, f- I mean, you're, he's, he's kind of setting up, you know, what you would visually see. This movie is like, I, I, I mean, they're just so similar of movies, but like it, fe- it sort of feels like you're watching Scream at times. Yeah, it does. I don't think that the killer is not as, com- the, do you think that the, the killer, were you ever confused? Yes. <laughs> yeah, a million times during this movie. Because like, I was watching this movie and I was like, wait, so he's the guy in the beginning uh, who's like spinning the thing, kills himself, and everyone thinks he kills himself, but then like the main killer is a guy that actually killed him and then accidentally got hit by a car, or that guy was committing suicide by getting hit by the car, or, you know, it's like all these different things. Yeah, um, they, they take you on a ride. I think that the... The general consensus of the ending is that uh, the kid in the beginning was murdered. Yeah. And then uh, the guy was walking away from his murder and he got hit by a car. I think the most unrealistic thing in this movie is how many people wear fishermen outfits on the 4th of July. (laughs) Is that a thing? Should we be bringing that back? In in the middle of summer? Yeah. In the middle of summer, you're going to be wearing like, don't you only wear that during like a rainstorm? Yeah, or like if you're on like a if you're going on like a you're setting sail, man, and you're yeah. gonna get like some rain, right? No, that's that was hilarious. How many people in like, like they had to have been so sweaty? I get that it's a fishing town, 
but but still is that like in fashion they're just like oh man july 4th 80 degrees let me grab my raincoat i don't know you guys got to email us let us know if that's like a (laughs) thing in north carolina i mean it, it definitely could be could be we're not from there did you do you know where did you figure out where this uh where this film was uh shot it was shot in North Carolina, okay. except for the beginning. The I mean, where it shows Dawson's Beach and all the rocky. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's shot in Northern California. Okay. Um, this director, uh, Jim Gillespie, uh, haven't heard good things about him as a person. Well, Jennifer Love Hewitt says that he is her fi- her favorite act favorite director to work with. Uh, she said that in two thousand eight. That's weird because he really didn't come out with much. Hmm. And but Freddie Prince Jr. had a really hard time on this movie because this guy didn't even want Freddie Prince Jr. to be in the role he got. Yes. But there is a fact on IMDb that says that Freddie Prince Jr. was only cast because Jim Gillespie wanted him to be in that role. So I mean I'm I mean Freddie Prince Jr. said himself that Jim Gillespie did not want him there. I'm going to take that as the fact. Yeah, I mean, Freddie Prince Jr. doesn't really strike me as a guy that would lie. Yeah, especially not something like that. No. And, I mean, because he, he says, like, on I Still Know What You Did Last Summer, he had, like, the best time of his life. Yeah. But, like, on this movie, he, he said that the director was just really cold on him and didn't really help him out when he needed that direction. Because this is his first movie. Yeah. Like, this is Freddie Prince Jr.'s first movie. Now, I am a huge Freddie Prince fan. She's all that. Come on. Yeah, you are a big Freddie Prince guy. Probably the biggest one that, like, Joe probably was born coming out of his mama's womb and was like, no way I'm ever going to be friends with a big Freddie Prince Jr. fan. But you never know what's going to happen in life. Yeah. And And here we are. Here we are, you know? And I even watched his uh, Christmas movie that he came out with last year. How was it? Give us a review. Uh, so it was called Christmas with You. Okay. Sounds good. And it's about, <laughs> <laughs> it's like about uh, the super famous woman who needs to be humbled. And it's around Christmas time. <laughs> and he's <laughs> a single dad. <laughs> All right. And he might just be the one to do it. He's like a teacher. Okay. Is there a snow globe involved? Mm, I don't think so. I think that was the Lindsay Lohan one on Netflix. Okay. But yeah, no, it's it's pretty good. And like yeah, Freddie Prince Jr. is one of those people that I don't know why, but you know, if I see Freddie Prince Jr., like I don't know if you Joe, do you have actors that, you know, if you see that actor, you'll just watch it? Yeah, I mean, definitely do, but like probably not to the point of where you're at with Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> though, honestly. I mean, I would put I'd say Freddie Prince Jr., I mean Brad Pitt for me is there course like i would Gotta see a brad pitt movie yeah like i'd, I'd watch anything just because brad pitt's in it yeah you know i mean we won't bore you. i mean i would i am in cur- who's yours i mean i don't i don't know if i have like a ride or die but like there's definitely movies where i will not be interested but then if it's an interesting enough movie like if shia labeouf's in it i'll watch it 100 percent. now come on man just kidding <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i mean Come on. <laughs> 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 we were just talking about yeah. Indiana Jones, so that's why Shia LaBeouf's yeah, on the yeah, brain. That's why. Are you sure it's not uh, Johnny Galecki? <laughs> I mean, um, who pl- 
I don't watch Big Bang Theory. <laughs> do you know who he actually? Do you know where I know him from? Is not Big Bang Theory. I thought it was from this. No, it's he's he is in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. He's the kid. Oh, weird. Yeah, isn't it? That's kind of weird. I guess he was a child actor. He was. He's but he like still looks like he's thirty. In this, he plays such a he has such a weird role in this movie. Yeah, he does. I, I don't really know whether I'm supposed to feel for him or well, and not. I don't think I am. Then when the when the killer kills him, I'm like, why? Because he was gonna go to the police. But he wasn't though. Like Ryan Flippy fucked him up. <laughs> I mean, and then he's I don't like, think that kid would have gone to the police. No. But the killer had to tie up his ends. What was it? Was it because he was there that night? Yeah, I think so. And because like story wise, they had to get rid of. They had to show the audience that it was definitely not him. They definitely right did away. the scream thing of having like red herrings everywhere. Yeah. Because I mean, they even made Ray, Freddie Prince Jr.'s character, a red herring like the whole movie. I was actually surprised at how little Freddie Prince Jr. is in this movie. Yeah, like the whole middle, he is kind of absent. He's doing his own yeah, thing. It's because they're so focused on making him a red herring. Yeah. That like. I don't know. I think it was a misstep, and maybe that maybe that goes to <laughs> <That's> ma- <laughs> your Freddie Junior bias. <laughs> but but dude, maybe that was maybe that was director bias. It might maybe, have been like yeah. maybe Ray had a bigger part, but but I mean I feel like Kevin Williamson had more say over this movie than Jim Gillespie. And uh, back to Freddie Prince Junior. Now he does talk. He does talk about <laughs> now the Freddie Prince yeah. Junior cast. Well, I'm just saying. Thanks like, for Freddie. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I'd do that. I'm just saying Freddie Prince Junior has his own horror podcast where he talks about this. It's called That Was Pretty Scary. You can check it out. Um, but he literally talks about the filming of this movie, and he talks about he literally auditioned for the role of Billy in Scream. Yeah, and that's where Kevin Williamson discovered him. And when this movie came along, you know, put him in the running because of that. Man, I wonder what Scream would have been like if Freddie Prince Jr. was Billy Lewis. I am so glad it, that he, I am, you know, I'm the biggest fan over here, but I'm so glad that he did not play Billy, dude. Skeet was the perfect choice for that. He was. And like the right Freddie Prince Jr. says the reason that he wasn't cast in that, well, like he didn't make like the final running is because he didn't have that like bad boy side. No, he looks very gentle in this movie. I don't believe for a second that Freddie Prince Jr. is capable of... In this movie, he always looks like he's, like, waiting for a question to be answered. Yeah. He's like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so Freddie Prince Jr. is in this movie. Yeah, there we go. Uh, we got Ryan Filippi, which I like Ryan Filippi. I mean, did you watch Cruel Intentions back in the day? No. You've never seen Cruel Intentions? No. Wow. Is it good? <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. Never heard of it, no. Sarah I mean, Michelle Gellar... <clears throat> She's in that, and she shares a very steamy kiss with Selma Blair in it. Hmm, okay. You don't remember that? You didn't see that as, like, a kid, and you're just like, it was the first time you've ever had feelings? <laughs> you're just like... <laughs> nah, I mean... Because they kiss, and then they, like, pull away from the kiss, and there's, like, that, like, saliva, like, coming from their mouth, like a string of it, like, like a string of spit, and you're just, like, sitting there as, like, an eight-year-old boy, just like, oh, God. Um, <laughs> I think I just got some feelings right now <laughs> Yeah I'm telling you Alright cool I'll put it on my list You know I'll check it out Ryan Filippi huh He's in McGruber hmm. <laughs> well, I know that one You ever seen Crash? 
crash. Is that the one with uh, Ludacris? <laughs> no. okay. All right, so Joe's not very well versed <laughs> I on think Ryan Filippi. Ryan Filippi in this movie was uh, pretty funny. He was hilarious. He, he was, was so unhinged. He was extremely unhinged. Even his looks, man. Like he would get so pissed so quick. <laughs> it's amazing. And he would say the stupid. He would say the asshole thing first. Dude, like you guys look like shit. Got run over twice. And then Sarah Michelle Gellar would call him a prick. <laughs> Dude, the look on his face, I would Amazing. be scared. Amazing. Like, he just really sold this shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt, of course, in this movie. Yeah, she's great. Um, she is great. Ghost Whisper, check it out. <laughs> <laughs> she needs us promoting her shit. Yeah. Uh, then Sarah Michelle Gellar, who I th- say is the best actor in this movie. Oh, by, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. A mile, man. Holy shit. Like, it's been a while since I watched this movie, and I knew that she died, but I wasn't remembering how she died. And then she, like, kind of convinced me that she lived at one point. <laughs> I was like, this chase is too good. I, she is hard to kill. Yeah. I was like, this chase, I mean, it's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. I'm like, this chase is too good. Like, she's going to get away. Yeah. She almost does. But God I don't damn get, it. She almost why does. Why does she stop, though? I, I don't know. She's, she hears something behind her and she but stopped. But she stopped. Yeah. She's running away from something. And then he just like appears. This, the killer is weird. This movie's weird because the killer is just a dude. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's one of those movies where I, I love the, I love the weapon, the fish hook. There is some really creepy stuff with the fish hook when he's carrying bodies with it. Yeah. The fish hook's good for that. The imagery is amazing with that. There's some really, the cinematography of this movie is great, I think, honestly. Yeah. No, it's a really good, well-shot movie. I mean, uh, Roger Ebert said the only good shot in the movie is the first shot, which isn't a good sign. What, just like the landscapes? Yeah. Wow. Like that helicopter shot at the beginning where it goes in on the kid. I mean, who's listening to Robert Ebert, you know? It's on his most hated list also. That's crazy. But, you know. This, I, I, can, I can confidently say that this movie does not belong there. It is the, according to, as of 2021, according to Box Office Mojo, it is the seventh highest grossing slasher. Damn, that's pretty crazy, honestly. That's pretty good. I mean, it was based on a book, so. Do you know what the budget, uh, the budget compared to Box Office is? 17 mil compared to, that's the budget, compared to 125.3 mil. It only made 125? That's pretty good, though. For 17 mil budget? No, I mean, no, that is pretty good. I, I'm surprised. I'm actually surprised that it's 17 mil for budget. I mean, maybe it was just like the town they had to rent out. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe they cut cost with location. Because like, this is a lot of their, like, they, they have very young, like, their cast is very young. Like, it's not like you're you're getting Sarah Michelle Gellar. Sarah Michelle Gellar is probably the most famous person in this movie. Right? Yeah, well, Ryan Flippy, Sarah Michelle, and Jennifer Love Hewitt were all kid actors. They've been in it for a while. Yeah, and I guess Fred, Freddie uh, kind of came in late to the game with acting. And I mean, his character is kind of like that in this movie. You know, like when they hit the guy and he's just like, oh, he's like, I don't got a family like you guys, man. I can't buy my way out of it. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> even the black sheep and like within their friend group. He definitely is. You know who else was in this movie that was weird? Uh, who? Uh, playing... Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt's sister. So Jennifer Love Hewitt's character's name is Julie James. Yeah. She has a sister? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Helen's sister. Uh, Sarah okay. Michelle Gellar. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
is Bridget Wilson uh, Sampras, which is, you might know her well, as the hot teacher from Billy Madison. <laughs> okay. And she's also Sonya Blade in the Mortal Kombat movie. Wow. Cool. Um, but she kicks ass, just not in this movie. I feel like she would have kicked ass had she been given a chance to kick ass. She could have. Yeah. She, I mean, she, you would probably recognize her from a lot of stuff. Like, she's in a lot of, like, those early 90s, early 2000s, or, like, those 90s, early 2000s movies. Like, she was in uh, Last Action Hero. I bet she always plays, like, the tough, like, kind of, like, bitchy character where it's like, you don't want to fuck with her. Yeah, you I could can like see tear your limb from limb just by looking at you. She's in the House and Haunted Hill remake. That's cool. Gotta watch that. Definitely do. Um, and most recently, she played the voice for Sonya Blade in Mortal Kombat 11, the video game. Wow, that was a really good game. Which, you know, I don't know if... Was that a good game, Joe? I like the crypt aspect of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, the killer in this movie is what Benjamin Willis is that the killer? Is that yeah, where, is that uh, what we're going with? Yeah, that's his name. Uh, he's played by Muse Watson. What a what a name! That's a badass name. And I mean, he does a good job. He does a great job. I think he's he's probably he's one of those Hollywood names you'd probably know if you're like in the business. I think yeah, he's the, like do horse stunts for like cowboy movies and stuff. He was a stage actor, and uh, so he did a lot of that stuff. And he he did a lot of uh, he did a lot of TV. He did Prison Break and NCIS. Nice, both great shows. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he's good for what he does in this movie. I don't know how. I don't know if you feel like you like. Uh, do you like a little more mystery, or do you like the killer like just being a dude at the end? Because I mean, Scream has that. But nah. I, the twist in Scream's way better than the twist in this. I do like a little mystery. I do like a little whodunit aspects to my slashers. I, I definitely prefer them to be just a regular person. But have it make sense. There's a couple points in this movie where it just doesn't really make sense that he's a normal person. I mean, there, there's moments like that in every slasher, but it, they kind of take a little far in this one. They do take it too far because like in Scream... Sorry, I mean, we're, you know, we're going to compare it to Scream, all right? <laughs> uh, in Scream... Everybody else does, just let us. There's two killers. Yeah, so it makes sense. Like, it helps soften the blow. Right, and you learn that there's two killers at the end, and god damn, was that mind-blowing. And, and here, it's just, I don't know. He, he's doing supernatural shit all the time. He's just, he's doing Michael Myers, like, appear out of nowhere type shit, like Jason stuff. Yeah. Um... I think he does good, though, as far as, like, intimidation. I think that it's crazy. You never see killers, like, stalk you. Like, imagine if Michael Myers, <laughs> you're, like, watching Halloween, and he sneaks into Laurie Strode's room, and then he's just, like, in there, and you're just like, oh, baby. And then he literally just, like, cuts her hair and leaves. Yeah, write something on the mirror. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just like, happy Halloween, baby. And just like, <laughs> oh, man. He's like, this going to scare so much. Like, this yeah. guy was fucking with them so hard. Well, Michael Myers is not the type to fuck. Well, 
He's the type to set up a prop with your dead body, I was but say, not the type to like fuck with you in the moment. I don't think. Like Michael Myers, uh, he definitely plays with bodies. He's curious about that. Yes, yeah. This guy, I don't think he's that curious about bodies. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Muse Watson, he said his favorite scene was the scene where he's laying in the ditch, supposed to be dead in the road, because it was a freezing cold night. He's laying on like cold concrete and he runs a little cold. <laughs> <laughs> so he had to shiver before the take. So he just like would lay there convulsing before they shot the scene and like the, you know, the crew would come up and be like, do you, do you need a medic or something? And he's like, nah, I'm preparing to act. And he would just like have a seizure. And then when they they said action, he would be stone cold. So he was like a rock. So he's a uh, method actor. Yeah. Which I guess that makes sense with the uh, with him being a stage. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He also said uh, he's, he's trying to get into his character. And I mean... He gave a pretty good interview where he said that uh, to get into his character, he viewed killing as like having a cup of coffee. That's what his character would do. Really? Yeah. He said a bunch of like super well-worded deep stuff, uh, which doesn't translate too well on a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I just can't find it. Uh, But he said like he likes to loan his body to the character and he was afraid that if he loaned his body to this character, he wouldn't get it back. So he had to confront his deep, dark fears and say, this character is psychotic. He would just be killing like it didn't mean nothing. So he walked on set and he performed that role as if killing didn't mean a goddamn thing. Like he was drinking a cup of coffee. Okay, I mean, that makes it a little cooler. Yeah, there you go. It's just like kind of, kind of, you know, just kind of an easy thing. Yeah, you forget how hard these actors do work for giving us the hour and hour and 39 minutes of entertainment can i just say real fast that manda uh, mandalay entertainment has a sweet opening dude <laughs> it's, it's like the coolest thing i've ever seen yeah it's like black and white and then an orange tiger and then a bangle tiger yeah. just comes through in full color and then like that's the thing yeah mandalay pictures uh a couple movies that they've done seven years in tibet starring brad pitt they've produced cool cool uh wild things with Denise Richards and uh, Nev Campbell doing a bunch of naughty things. <laughs> okay. I think, you know who's in that, who, who kind of bothers me? Who? Matt Dillon. Whatever happened to him? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Like, he was in so many things and... Yeah. And he just... Maybe he quit acting. I don't know why he bothered me. He's in, like, something about Mary and stuff. Mm. I don't know. I felt like... I, you just like not bothered me like enough to like where I couldn't watch his stuff or anything, but just like just like a little something off about that guy. Do you have an actor where if you saw they were in a movie you wouldn't watch it? Like the opposite of what we were talking about before? Yeah. Freddie Prince <laughs> June. Um, honestly, I don't think so. Do you? Um, I can't think of anything right now. I mean, I think I usually give people a fair shot. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think I think I, I think I'm pretty good about that. I think I'm giving fair shots left and right over here. Yeah, we'll give you one too. Don't worry. Did you know Danielle Harris was considered for a role of Julie James? That would be weird. Yeah, she'd be like 16, wouldn't she? 
Something like that. Something like that. I mean, we should do. I think Daniel Harris, like, she's still at. She has a movie coming out uh, pretty soon. What's it called? I think Robert England's coming in it too. Hmm. Uh, give us a fact, and I'll let you know. All right. The original trailer for "I Know What You Did Last Summer" featured the line from the creator of Scream, and Miramax sued the shit out of Columbia Pictures <laughs> for that. They said it was false advertising. Kevin Williamson, to give him credit, I guess before Columbia Pictures got sued, he was like, take that shit down. Like, not the creator, because everybody thought he, they were talking about Wes Craven at that point. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I think that that's pretty cool. The, um, the thing that I... Miramax back in those days, they they were run by the Weinstein's and shit though. Like you know, like you know, shit was going down, man. Yeah, uh, Natty Knox. Natty Knox. I forgot the what were we talking about. Uh, that's Daniel Harris's next movie. Okay. Yeah, it's called Natty Knox, and it's got Daniel Harris, Robert England, and Bill Moses. Okay, so this should be good. Maybe you'll catch it on Thanks for Waiting here in a few months. Yeah, it definitely feels like it's one of those, like, you know, straight-to-video type of deal. Well, that's, like, kind of down our alley, so. Yeah, I'd say it's down our alley. Check it out. All right, um, do you have any, I guess we've been kind of free freeballing it here, but, I mean, do you have any, like, facts you want to say before we start, like, talking about the movie more? Uh, no, nah, I mean, get it out we've there. just kind of been running all over the place. All right, well, let's talk about the beginning of this movie a little bit beginning was great the beginning was great it's got those great pickup shots um that are from california by the way same place they shot the birds alfred hitchcock we should we should hit a hitchcock thing we should cock it yeah email us your favorite hitchcock (laughs) (laughs) um did you think it was cool the way they set it up so they're at a party they're graduating high school and shit and they go to they go to this secluded beach, and Ryan Flippy's just blasted, and yeah. they're sitting around a campfire telling a story about a hooked man, but they all have different versions of it. Yeah. Now is that a coincidence? Do you think this? Do you think uh, the guy knew that there was a hook hand legend, or do you think it was just on it? It was just like on some ice, and he just grabbed it because that's well, like where the- he gets the hook. He is a fisherman. Fishermen's definitely have hooks. Uh, you know that from pirates. Well, uh, but there's a there's also a case where he's probably hanging out on the beach. Was, he, he was definitely there that night. Was that his boat at the end? At the end of what? At the end of the movie. Was that Benjamin Willis's boat? Yeah. Yep. So yeah. I mean, he was a fisherman, and it says that on the news article. Yeah, but the, they have him like legally dead. Yeah. So how the fuck do you get a boat? Did he, he change his name and shit? He probably worked on a boat. That's where they keep the keys. Oh, you think he's just like, he didn't seem like some a skipper or nothing. Like He seemed like he'd be like the captain. Captain Benjamin yeah. Willis. That guy knows how to hijack a boat. Um, did you think it was weird that, well, see, so Helen and Barry, Brian Filippi, we're just, should we just call them their actor's name? I don't know. Well, you, you guys will figure it out. <laughs> yeah. So Ryan Filippi and Sarah Michelle Gellar, like their characters literally have their whole lives mapped out. They're just like, you're going to be a star quarterback. I'm going to be in New York, you know, being an actress. Um, 
Right. Pretty sure they fuck on the beach. Yeah. And then uh, Freddie Prince Jr. and Jennifer Love Hewitt go over to some rocks. It was pretty funny because the transition was like Sarah Michelle Gellar's like on top of Ryan Philippi and they're just like talking all this like romantic stuff. And then you cut over to Freddie Prince Jr. He's like, well, I'm going to get you with my hook hand, baby. <laughs> I mean, they had a little, they had a moment. And I understand well, your pain. They have sex on the beach too. And it's like Jennifer Love Hewitt's first time. That was nice. Okay. <laughs> like, that's what I, I was that's like. great. First time on the beach? I don't know. Okay. Okay. But dude, they aren't thinking about, there's no, they don't have a towel or anything. They're just free doing it on sand. First I mean, time. May, maybe it's Freddie's first time too, and they're just like, I don't know how it works. We can just do it on the beach. In maybe sand? the scene oh. that we don't see is them walking back. Like that sucked. <laughs> I mean, we don't even know if Ray has a dick after this. It could be a sandpaper type situation. I think they just they just kissed a little bit. No, she said she was ready and took her shirt off. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, bada boom, bada bang. Damn. Well, I hope that, you know, they, they probably learned something. I hope that they were safe. Listeners, tell us about your <laughs> sex on the beach stories. Uh, thanks for waiting. It's hard. <laughs> nah, it's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and then we get that awesome, We so they're driving away and we get that awesome shit from Scary Movie where like Ryan Flippy's in the top of the car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, this is when I knew that his character was not going to be what I expected. Yeah, like, Ryan Filippi's character. See, I'm not like a huge Ryan Filippi guy. Uh, not that I don't like him. I just never really watched I mean, much. I don't know, I don't know if anyone really is. You know, I don't think anyone's like, I'm a huge Ryan Filippi person. Does he usually play these types of characters? Like, if I watch something else with him in it, should I expect this kind of energy? If it's in the 90s or early 2000s, yes. <laughs> After that, I would say, I would say no. Okay. Because in Cruel Intentions, he literally plays like a super rich guy named Sebastian. Okay. I mean, that's halfway there. Yeah. So. yeah he plays a super rich kid in this movie. He does. He mm-hmm. does. And so they're driving Ray, like, kills that guy, right? Yeah, he runs someone over guys know it and they're all gonna make this pact and all that and he's like we take this to our grave <laughs> Dude, that part it's scary movie take this to our grave Cindy <laughs> say it Cindy he's like punching her and shit he's like come on Ray come on you're, hit- you're hurting her man <laughs> yeah. honestly it's not that far off dude yeah dude like, Ray Prince just- Jr. is such a bitch in this scene dude could you imagine letting someone just choke a girl like he that he had his hands around her throat yeah man. that was <laughs> dude, a little too far <laughs> Scary movie just does it so good, man. He's like beating her ass and just like, dang, it's too hard, girl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so that happens. Uh, yeah, but dude, the guy literally comes alive before they put him in the water. Yeah. And then when Ryan Filippi dives down into the water to get the crown, he sees the guy open his eyes again and then doesn't tell anyone about that. I mean, that seemed like murder. It seemed less like hiding a dead body at that point and more like murder. I guess they're pretty close. Like, they literally could have just left him laying right there, probably. Do you think that guy would have just, like, outright killed him? No. Probably would have came back quicker than a year. I feel like he must, he most definitely would have killed him because he just got done murdering somebody. Allegedly. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, that guy, True. the guy in the beginning where he looks like he's like about to kill himself on a cliff. Yeah, I would believe that he probably killed himself. I would believe it too. He looked like he was going to kill himself, but he had a good motive. I think Benjamin Wills did kill him because they do show him with the the guy's like uh, uh, trinket that he has in the beginning. It's like a bracelet that he that can spin. Yeah, and Benjamin Wills wrote him a note saying, "I'll never forget you." I wonder what he never forgot. The fact that uh, David Egan was driving the car that killed his daughter. Oh, okay. See, was that what that was? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, the the story's so, like more convoluted than it needs to be. I mean, it, it, did you watch this twice? Once. I feel like the second time it really ties it together. Okay, I could I could see that. The first like just watching it on one viewing. Yeah. You're just like, "Wait, what? Your sister's with him that his daughter died and then then there's like news articles about this other guy dying, but he was actually a suicide and he left a suicide note, but it was actually Benjamin Willis's uh, note that he left him because he actually murdered him and then he was on his way back from murdering and then he accidentally got murdered by our protagonist. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah, I mean, that, and that's what you expect out of a, a Kevin Williamson script. Now, okay, in this situation, you and me driving, we got our girlfriends with us. Mm-hmm. Who's, the, who's super drunk? You. Definitely. Alright. And we hit a guy Okay. What are we doing? Are we are we taking this to our grave, or what are you thinking? Do because I feel like you're kind of you're kind of moral. I feel like you wouldn't be okay. You you would be Julie. You're like we gotta call the cops, man. Yeah, I mean that's probably not the way to do it. And After seeing this movie, I would be just sawing up that body before you can even like consider it. Damn. You'd like turn around to ask your girlfriend, like, what do you think we should do? And I'll just be like, <laughs> <laughs> got my bone saw out already. <laughs> yeah. Can't have it. Can't risk him coming back. You know. Can I just say that Freddie Prince Jr.'s character in this is called Ray Bronson? Yeah, it's a, it's a good choice. <laughs> it's like such a fucking, that's like an action hero name. Ray Bronson. Ray Bronson. But, so yeah, they kill the dude, they throw him in the water. Take it to the grave. I, take it to a grave. And then I, it's a rough year. <laughs> I think I think all that stuff is pretty good, honestly. Like, the setup and everything. I th- honestly, I think the story is pretty decent. It is. Like, this... I don't know if this movie gets enough credit. I think it might fall by the wayside by some for some people because of uh, other movies that came out around the time. Yeah, and it's... Like, this movie has pretty decent undertones. Like, I mean, people are dealing with shit. It's been a rough year. Jennifer Love Hewitt's character is feeling like real fucked up about killing somebody. Yeah. And Ryan Flippy's character isn't. Nah, I mean, it seems like he's doing all right. Uh, Sarah Michelle Geller's holding it together, too. Yeah, I wonder what happened in New York. You know? I don't know. I mean, the guy said, you know, it's hard to make it there. Yeah, well, a year goes by and like Julie comes back to the town for summer vacay and. I thought we were going to get more of her and her mom talking to each other, but yeah, there's just like one scene of like, where's my daughter? And then yeah. you never see her mom again. Are you on drugs? And her dad died. Yeah, I guess some her way. dad died. Yeah. And she brings it up. I mean, the, the mom, mom the yeah. mom's like, your father would be rolling in his grave. Damn, dude. Damn. Yeah. Crazy. Do you like the notes that the Benjamin Willis uh, sends? Like, I know what you did last summer. Do you? 
I think it would have hit better if there wasn't an exclamation point. <laughs> That's what point. I was thinking. My only problem is with the punctuation. Yeah, like, why put an exclamation point? Yeah, I mean, just don't use punctuation. Or yeah. put a period. Yeah, and he doesn't do it all the time. Like, when he writes, like, on the mirrors and stuff, he doesn't put, like, exp- he doesn't put punctuation. Yeah, he should be consistent with it, if anything. Yeah, like, I feel like the note would be scarier if it wasn't like, I know what you did last summer! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it seems like something you want to whisper. Or maybe even like a like a period, like a couple periods. I know what you did last summer. Dot dot dot. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe something like that. No, I mean you're right, and he has pretty decent handwriting. Yeah, he does. It'd be cool <laughs> if it was like <laughs> it'd be cool if it was like a scratch and like scratched on some sort of like tin or something. Yeah, dude. I kind of wish that he was more uh, messed up because he's really he's like in perfect condition. Yeah. Like when we see him at the end of the movie, he he doesn't have a scratch on him. No. Like he got hit by a fucking car and then thrown into the lake. You know what I didn't like is that Julie, I feel like she's just so, she just missed the whole point from the beginning. When she finds out that David Egan washed up, she's like, that was him. That 40 year old guy we ran over, that was him. (laughs) Yeah, they, they did do that. Like that, David Egan apparently was like a few years older than them. The guy they hit was in his forties. He wasn't that messed up that you couldn't tell he was a fisherman well, in his forties. They do remark that you can't tell like what he looks like because his face was so messed up. Yeah, but still. But then you see him later, and he's his face fine. isn't messed up. He's fine. He had a messed up face. You could tell he was balding. <laughs> oh yeah, you could definitely tell that. I think. It, if they could have just used that to like make him have like a more messed up face, like in the because re- there's no reveal. He doesn't he doesn't take off the mask and or like the you know the uniform or whatever, and you're just like, <gasps> he just nah, he's re- just per- he just poses as like a nice old man. And the reveal is like well, you guys should be having fun, partying, hitting people with cars, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> leaving them for dead. Yeah. And then like her face <laughs> in that moment, it's like, <gasps> yeah. oh no. Maybe it isn't that guy that loves me, even though maybe it isn't the most gentle eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think, I don't know. I mean, they could have made the killer a little crazier, but I mean, the way he kills and stuff, I thought the, I thought this movie was more brutal when I was a kid, too. Yeah, it's really not. I mean, there's like two decent kills, and then the rest are kind of just like off-screen throwaways. Yeah, including Ryan Flippy. Ryan Flippy, that was so disappointing that we didn't like. I mean, you're kind of supposed to hate his character in this movie, so it's kind of disappointing that they completely yeah. off-screened him. And like, dude, and when he gets killed, I can't take it serious when he's in that balcony, man, because it's like scary movie. <laughs> like, it's like, all right, now coming with an emotional performance, Buffy. Yeah. Oh my God, look behind you, Greg. Oh it's my fun- God, he's killed. Like everyone is like, oh, she's good. She's good. It's also funny that like the parts of scary movie that you're just like, wow, this is like a really creative take on us. <laughs> yeah. It's just like completely ripped. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's almost like you can't believe they got away with ripping it like so hard. Well, I think with parody law, you want to be as close as possible. Really, do the thing that you're spoofing. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, there's probably like a, we could probably do a whole episode on spoof. Why? Well, I guess we probably know why, because they're all dog shit, but there's no spoofs anymore. True. You remember, there used to be, like, uh, Vampire Suck, 
and yeah. all these other movies that were just parodies of other movies and there's just nothing now what was that one we watched stan helsing stan helsing that's was pretty yeah, good that wasn't bad honestly what was the uh, tucker and dale versus evil's pretty good one true but i wouldn't put it in the same league as like these other ones though. it's not as rewatchable Meet the spartans oh yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> Right. Like these are just like complete ripoffs with like terrible acting and like, and like, you know, falling down jokes and shit. Yeah. Like Tucker versus Tucker and Dale versus evil is actually like an extremely well-written movie. Yeah. That's funny too. It is. We'll have to watch that. Do it on, do it on the cast. Yeah. We'll do it on the cast. Um, but yeah, a year goes by. They're in college and stuff. Uh, she comes home. Turns out that Helen Sarah Michelle Gellar, who's the homecoming queen and all that shit. Or she's like the fish queen or whatever. <laughs> yeah, fish queen. Fishy queen. <laughs> she works at a fucking department store with uh, with her sister. It's a family-run department store. Which her sister's name's Elsa before Frozen. Yeah, iconic. Iconic. Blonde, too. She is. Uh, but did you... Her dad doesn't talk to her... He play. He watches baseball. So true, but like he didn't say a word. Like I don't know. I don't know. Thought they were gonna do something with that. I mean, it's probably tough having two daughters. I don't know. I um, wouldn't know. Yeah, Diet Coke product placement. Diet something. <laughs> it was Diet Coke. <laughs> was it? Did yeah. they say? I was like, the, the can was like just straight up Diet Coke. After I saw Diet, I was like, I wonder if they're just straight up like if they're gonna like turn the label towards the oh. camera and shit. They didn't. They Which almost good. Wayne's World in it. Like, <laughs> like I would never do this promotion. Just like holds up a Pizza Hut pizza. Yeah. But no, nah, it was like straight up I mean, Diet Coke. And you gotta do. I would like Before to think. Bed? I would. Well, yeah, that's true. She had a rough day. True. Sometimes like, you just need something to take the edge off. That was after they went to Melissa Egan's house, right? Yeah. Yeah, they like go to the Egan's sister's house yeah and then the, the julie thinks it's like <laughs> julie thinks this 21 year old is the one that they killed and uh he has a sister out in the sticks missy yeah played by ann hirsch or ann hash <laughs> yeah ann hash and, yeah he had a relationship with ellen degeneres during this movie what oh really like uh yeah they were lovers um, she is, um, R.I.P. Yeah. Drunk driving. She also had a sibling who killed themselves. So it was kind of weird that she played this role. Also, the author of the book, I know what you did last summer, Lois Duncan, hated the fact that this movie was made into a slasher film because her daughter was killed by a unknown killer. Wait, what? Yeah. Her daughter was killed by like a, like a killer or like in a car crash? Her youngest daughter was murdered by an unknown assailant on, in 1989. And she says, as, a, as the mother of a murdered child, I don't find violent death something to squeal and giggle about. Ooh. Also, another thing that's cool about her. <laughs> well, not that that was cool about her. <laughs> yeah, another thing that's really sweet. <laughs> <laughs> if you like that, you're going to love this. <laughs> She likes to re-release her books, but just update the times. 
So she is re-released. I know what you did last summer, but just have the the kids in her book have like cell phones and stuff. I feel like that would make this movie less tense if they just like had means of communication. Yeah, because I feel like the main problem with this is these kids keep splitting up, and then they have no way to talk to each other. Maybe. I think what's really funny in this movie is how many times Ryan Flippy gets pissed. And how many times Jennifer Love Hewitt storms out of her room. (laughs) She storms out of her room like 50 fucking times. Yeah. Kind of annoying. Yeah, her character, like, they're making her character the final girl. Mm Mm-hmm. But I just wish it was Sarah Michelle Gellar, man. Oh, come on. Dude, Sarah Michelle Gellar's character was, like, way deeper. And she was just way... She was better written. She was better... It was better acting. It was better... It was just better everything over there. Did you realize that Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prince Jr. had, like, a line and a half together on this movie? They really didn't talk, really, at all. Yeah, I guess that is true. And they go on to marry each other. Yeah. And if you didn't think they were soulmates already, they played Fred and Daphne in the live action Scooby-Doo movie. Yeah. Directed by James Gunn. Isn't that crazy? It's pretty cool. Yeah. Maybe we should do it. Does that count? Yeah, we could do Scooby-Doo. We could do it. Scooby-Dooby-Doo. The first one's pretty adult. I'm not going to lie. I don't know how much you remember that first movie. I mean, I... Well, we don't have to get into it. Um, <laughs> Talk Scooby Doo. But anyway, the gang you ever is see that? together. Hold on. Hold on. We're still going to talk about Scooby Doo. Uh, don't you have you ever seen that interview where Sarah Michelle Geller is like <laughs> it's like a meme on the internet Sarah Michelle Geller is like she's like it trans this is a cartoon, you know, <laughs> they're solving mysteries. It transcends race and gender. And then it cuts to Freddie Prince Jr. and he's like it's it's a talking dog. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Amazing. That's pretty good. But yeah, so the gang's all here. Gang's together again. Feeling guilt over the person that they murdered last summer. Yeah, it definitely is. And I I think that them did you like the mystery aspects of them trying to figure it out and going to the going on their computer, looking at articles and everything? Uh, yeah, I yeah, I I tend to like that kind of shit. I mean I like a good whodunit. True. I find I find like some nostalgia out of it. I think this is why this movie made me want fall. I think I, I just cracked it because for some reason, like a good mystery and like some October weather, they just go hand in hand. They really do. Mm-hmm. They really do. Um. All right. What else we got here? I think. I think I like. The, I like the Mr. X. I mean, they they have maybe one too many red herrings in this movie. But I do like, I like the runaround that they're doing. There's some things that are cool that you see on, uh, like on the second watch. Like when, uh, when uh, Julie finds Max's dead body in her trunk covered in crabs. crabs. That's pretty sweet. <clears throat> and there's that truck that drives by and honks at her like right before she like freaks out. Yeah. Uh, that truck is the same truck that was stopped with the hood open when the cop was uh, escorting Helen back to her home or wherever they were going. Was that Willis's truck? Yeah, it was Ben Willis's truck. 
So he was, he must have been following Julie, which explains why he was able to like scoop up all those live Impossible. crabs because and the, body. The, the fucking within trunk. Within like te- two minutes, probably. The trunk wasn't even wet, it was dry. He's not just walking around always wet, though. No, the body and the crabs would be wet, though. And well, the crabs look pretty dry. The body didn't. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, either way, it is impossible for him to do that. Yeah, I mean, other than that, there were a lot of misdirects. Also, going back to what you were saying earlier, I'm remembering the Ryan Filippi shower scene. The shower scene. Yeah. The uh, the hair snipping. The hair snipping. I think like I I do like the the aspect of him fucking with them before he's killing them. I guess he's waiting for July Fourth. I mean, he is smart though, and but. At the same time, uh, he did try, he did, that was attempt. When he hit Barry with the car, that was a 100% attempt. And he's, yeah. Barry's in the hospital afterwards. He's like, if you wanted me dead, he would have done it. Well, he like, does dude, stand he, over him, though, with like a hook. True, but he, he hit him with a car through a building. True, but he didn't You're like not really not hit to him. Kill him. He, didn't, he didn't like super hit him, though, because Ryan Flippy kind of like jumped. But it was through a building. <laughs> it was through a building. Like a thin barn. <laughs> yeah, but still, like I wouldn't like I wouldn't count on that person living. Now, do you think it's weird that they had a whole Ryan Filippi mixed martial arts scene where he's like he's like doing roundhouse kicks on a bag and you never see that come into play in the movie? Yeah. Like what the fuck is that about? Just to like see Ryan Filippi with his shirt off? He's shredded. He is shredded, yeah. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> <laughs> um did you like, I thought the thing that I didn't actually like was her going back, her going back uh, to the sister to like pick a guy out in a yearbook. Oh yeah, like that's not suspicious. Like, hey, I was just thinking about your dead brother who I just found out about yeah. a couple of days ago and, and I was thinking, who's his friend? Especially after they left. Yeah. And like, they kept doing like weird shit with the sister where like the sister like came out where it came at her with a knife. Like that's how they filmed it. But she really was just like cutting something yeah. up and just walked towards her. Also, they actually thought Billy Blue was a real name. <laughs> it took it took forever to be them for them to be like, maybe you gave him a fake name. Billy Blue. Yeah. Billy Blue. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? The name of uh, Ray Ship. It is. You find that at the end. And I can't. Why didn't Ray just tell him? I feel like that's an easy conversation. He didn't seem like he was really part of the group, honestly. But they did tell him, like, oh, yeah, someone stopped by Missy's house, and his name was Billy Blue. I think he might have something to do with it. Ray could have just been like, oh, no, that was, that was me. Yeah, well, I stopped by. I was feeling kind of guilty. And- I guess at that point, he was probably hoping that nothing happened, because if he said that, then they would automatically... He would be sus as Yeah, hell. exactly. Yeah. Which happens anyway, but... yeah. Because Ryan Filippi literally thinks it's him the entire time. Yeah. Like, these guys are not friends. Like, none of these people are friends in this movie. That's true. That's that's an interesting... This is not a group of friends. Yeah. It is in the beginning, but after that year in college and stuff, they're not friends. None of them are friends. None of them even like each other. I wonder how long they knew each other before this happened. It seems like they're just kind of acquaintances then, too. They they just had girlfriends together. Well, Sarah Michelle Gellar says that they were best... She was their best friend. Like in the car, and then mm. you're like, "What happened to us? We were best friends." And then you know, Julie's just gives her the cold shoulder, man. I guess murdering somebody sort of drives a wedge 
between good friendships. Didn't true. Did you like the not us though? No, we could. That would make us stronger. You know. No, it and it has a horrible secret. It has Cute. been. Makes, it has, yeah, makes it stronger. Many secrets. I would love to see you like with a crane shot, just like screaming, like, "What are you waiting for?" Huh? <laughs> Yeah, like I couldn't believe that was a real shot. <laughs> it was. You think that's only in scary movies? But. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. Legendary, even. It's great. Rumor has it a child directed that shot. <laughs> what? Rumor has it a child <laughs> directed <laughs> that shot. Uh, I guess. Um, yeah, um, that, yep. was, that was in an interview. It is straight child. Yeah, yeah, that was in an interview with Jennifer Love Hewitt. She said that uh, a child won a contest to direct a shot, and that was them. Oh, that's a weird contest to win. But then Freddie Prince Jr. said that those lines were scripted, and Jim Gillespie loves Alfred Hitchcock, and he wants to do like those crane shots all the time. You know, take that in whatever yeah. context you want and you clip that and use it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's going to get us top, top dollar. Top dollar. Top dollar. We need those dollars. Now, the climax of this movie, you know, with her going at the parade, do you think that this parade is better than the one in Uncle Sam? Mm, I feel like Uncle Sam's town is just waiting for 4th of July. <laughs> it's foaming at the mouth for, for the 4th. Like Halloween Town in the movie Halloween Town. (laughs) Yeah, that town should have just been called the 4th of July Town. (laughs) 4th of July. I also like how Bill Bill says July. July. It's like that. That, I mean, that's how you say it. July. July. But anyway, yeah, I think this parade was definitely better. Bigger town. I like the fact that... um, I like the fact that she, when she's on, when Helen, Sarah Michelle Gellar, is on the, you know, on the blimp or whatever, or the, the blimp, <laughs> not the blimp, yeah. the, the float. Yeah, the parade float. Yeah. She's like seeing all these guys decked out in fishing gear, which is just Ridiculous. unrealistic. But she sees him. I like, I think it's cool. Like, he has a cool silhouette and he has like a cool look. I'll give you that. Especially when he when he just slowly like puts his hook up like you know what this is <laughs> yeah. you know what you know what I'm gonna do with this thing yeah yeah like I thought that was pretty good and Ray just or not Ray uh, Barry Ryan Filippi he just he he's so quick to just run in to danger yeah and we need a guy like that like on our team you know yeah you know. I think we Short all do. fuse who just like runs in. We used to have one. Well. For that fruit car. <laughs> yeah. But we can't talk about that now. It's too soon. Email us at facebook.com <laughs> if you want to know. I agree. <laughs> but uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar has the best chase. In, see, in slasher movies, I'm always looking for the chase, man. Yeah, she has the most epic chase. It is a great chase. She gets her sister killed. Kind of well, sucks. Her sister was really slow at opening doors. She forgot the keys. Yeah, but she was walking really slow. She was. Helen was like, please let me in, please let me in. Yeah, her sister kind of hated her, though. Yeah. Like, the whole time, she thought her, she was pathetic. 
with her and her hair. He's jealous, though. Probably a little, yeah. Definitely. Uh, but she has a really great chase scene, and then she's like, she's literally about to get away. She's running to the crowd. Fireworks are popping, and then I honestly like the concept. He just appears in front of her, which is fucking impossible. But he appears in front of her and starts attacking her, and he like gets her in these like, I guess it's just like an alley of tires. Yeah, I mean, you see that everywhere. Yeah, you got that in every small town in America. Alley of tires. And like, Old I, tire alley. I like the fact of her being like right there, you know, just like so like you're you're not safe anywhere, you know. Yeah, you're so close. So close to everybody. I feel like that dr- those drummers were just like someone's getting murdered in that alley. Yeah, 100%. yeah, they're so used to it. Yeah, but they just can't, you know, they can't get off beat. Yeah, it's like, sorry, I can't. <laughs> Have you ever seen Drumline with Nick Cannon? Yeah. That's rule pretty- one. <laughs> yeah. Don't get off beat. Yeah, well, the first rule of drumline is don't talk about drumline. <laughs> Second rule is don't touch Nick Cannon's drums. I mean, we could do, like, psychological thrillers, couldn't we? Like drumline. In Fight Club? Yeah, sure. Just toe in the line. Technically, we could do whatever we want. True. That is true. We could I mean, do our, our 4,000 listeners are just going to have to <laughs> deal yeah. with it. Yeah, it's quite. <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah I think the climax of this movie is uh, it's a pretty good payoff it's unfortunate that Ms. Uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar gets gets whacked he gets whacked even if you don't see it yeah you don't see it you do see it later when uh, Julie's in the ice yeah and like all the bodies are just in the ice why do you put the bodies on ice is it just a good place to hide them for now or was well, that just like so obviously fake ice it, it was, was so ridiculous o- yeah, dude, it was really fake, dude. I thought it was like diamonds. I was yeah. like, man, this guy's like sitting on fucking gold mine. <laughs> I know. At first, I was like, what is this? Like, like before away. I saw the bodies, I was like, well, I don't. What what other universe is she in? <laughs> like, throw away your convictions, bro. You're rich. <laughs> Are these clear packing peanuts? <laughs> yeah. But you know, after it's all said and done, Ray is still barely in this movie, and you know, she just like happens to run. She like everyone's dead, and she's just like, oh fuck, Ray. And she runs over to his boat. He hasn't even, yeah. he's not even doing anything proactive to the story. He's just chilling in his boat. <laughs> I think it, it was funny how, it, like, she, like, comes to him and she's like, oh, fuck, shit's really going down here. And he's just like, come aboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Won't you come down to my quarters and let's talk it <laughs> over? <laughs> Swab the deck, me yeah. matey. And then she's like, no, fuck, no. And she runs away because she sees his boat. It's called the Blue, Blue, Bluey. The, the Billy Blue. And then she runs to the old guy and he's like, won't you come down to my lower deck? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she's like, yes, where's your boat? He's right over there, sweet, sweetie pie. He looks like a guy that would say sweetie pie. Yeah, he does. And then she like sees all the newspaper clippings and dude, Ray, this is where Ray, this is where Freddie Prince Jr. shines. Okay. Right here. This yeah. Is like the he, first time he did some good acting. He takes a boat. No, he does the whole movie, but he takes a boat. And he goes and he starts whooping the dude's ass. Doesn't Freddie Prince Jr. almost die during like one of these stunts? Yeah, apparently it's super dangerous. Um, he goes over it on his podcast. It's pretty funny. Pretty funny? I mean, no. I, I guess maybe funny wasn't the right word. I mean, the way he tells it is funny, but like it's not funny to put a 21-year-old in, in danger. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Anyway. Um, he fights. He fights. Okay, it's it's... It's one of those things, you know, where as soon as Benjamin Willis takes off his costume, 
he's just he has he's just a normal dude now. He doesn't have any of like the powers that he had when he had the costume on. He never had powers. Yeah, but they fucking made it seem like he did. All right. You have to though. Sure. Uh, sure. Sure. But I mean, this guy has the power to put a dead body with a million crabs in your trunk and clean it up in 20 minutes. He has the ability to just appear in places. He has the ability to not make a goddamn... He's like a fucking over 200 pound man. Doesn't make a peep with any of his footsteps. Yeah, he is silent. And his, like you said earlier, his face is flawless. Not a scar. Not one scar. He can, he can carry full bodies with one arm. Yeah, on a hook. On a hook. Which I feel like the hook would probably like go through. I don't know. I'll have to talk to Leatherface about that one. Yeah. But he just turns into a regular guy. He's like, man, get your monkey. You know, he's just like, get your ass. Like, slap him up. Yeah. I mean, he's uh, super strong. Strong dude. He knows how to fight. He's kind of strong. Ray kind of whoops his ass a little bit. Ray whoops his ass, man. And then he's like... I feel like Benjamin Willis at the end of this, he's just like in such a terrible position because he can't catch Julie. He just like can't do it. Yeah. And it's like find the one place he belongs on a boat. Yeah. He can't do what he came here to do. He's like, God, how many fucking corridors does boat have? <laughs> yeah. You know? And then he goes to fight Ray and he can't fucking kill Ray either. And he's got a hook. Yeah. I feel like give me a hook. I could take down a lion. Yeah. And... I don't know. I mean, he just can't do anything. He even like kicks Ray off the boat, and then Ray comes back, and he just—he's not even surprised. He's just like, "Oh, god, god damn it, man! Like, should just left you kids alone. <laughs> like, you guys are terror- terrorizing me now." Yeah, like everything went absolutely perfect until right now. <laughs> right. And so you know, they end up like hitting him in the face with some shit and knocking him off the boat. Yeah. Then he gets back on and one last moment of oh shit. Yeah. You know who he looks like with the hat on? What? Ernest. <laughs> <laughs> Ernest kills some teenagers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of looks like Ernest. God rest his soul. Yeah. God rest his soul. But yeah, this guy basically, he gets like hung out to dry pretty much. Like he was hung upside down. He gets his arm ripped off and stuff. Yeah. And presumably dead again. Like, the cops don't find a body or anything. And Ray tells her that he loves her and all this shit. And fast forward a year. And she's in the shower. Julie's getting some mail delivered to her she's while got, she's in the shower. She's, she has a landline in a, in a girl's locker room. Isn't that weird? Yeah, I don't know. Weird. I don't know about this. She has a landline talking to Ray. They're in love. Like, there's like, ooh, ookie, ookie, love you. Yeah. And then we get like a good old, uh, you know, she steams up the shower too much. And like, I still know what you did last summer. But like, does that make any sense? Because what did they do last summer? They didn't kill anyone. It doesn't say I still know what you did last summer. Does it say I still know? Yeah. Whatever. Um, So I know what you did last summer is a great title. I still know what you did last summer completely ruins it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind of does. 
Especially and since I always know what you did last summer. It's just like, dude, shut the fuck. <laughs> yeah, can you? I'll forever know <laughs> yeah. what you did last summer. <laughs> but like, but like, the thing is, they didn't even kill anybody though. Like at the yeah. end, they're just like, oh god, thank god we did. I thought I killed someone this whole time. Looks like my hands are clean, you know? Yeah. So it's like, what did they do last summer? Like they hit a guy with a car and tried to cover it up. What's crazy is like David Willis. He should be happy that they think he's dead. Yeah, if he's a murderer. Yeah, he should be like, oh, that was close. But instead, he's just like, I'm going to kill all these kids now, too. That's true. I, like, you got to wonder, like, if you did that to a real life serial killer, like, what if you, like, hit Ted Bundy with your car and you're just, like, threw him in the lake? I wonder, do you think he'd come back to kill you or do you think he'd be like, all right, I'm off the grid? Well, I think Benjamin Willis is, like, a folklore for drunk drivers. He's going to kill you if you're drunk driving. I mean, he probably just... Killed that one guy, you know? And, like, he was done. Yeah. Is that any worse than Liam Neeson killing the guys that kidnapped his daughter? No. It's fine. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm saying. But, I mean, you know, this this movie, the cap off, I guess he's alive at the end or whatever. Maybe that's just, like, one last scare, you know? It's just that little cherry on top. But then they make I Still Know What You Did Last Summer, so. Yeah. With Freddie Prince and Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yes. So, you know, maybe we'll do that one. Not next week. No. I mean, unless you want to. Definitely not next week. But next week we got a little some special plan. But, you know, overall, I think this movie's great. It's good 90s fun. Is it as good as, like, Scream? No. Is it as good as The Faculty? No. <laughs> you know, is it is it is it maybe top five slasher 90s? There's an argument. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like this movie. I like this movie a lot, too. I mean, it's better than... Uh, better than a lot of movies. True. It is. And it's, it's, it's pure 90s gold. The soundtrack to this movie is gold. It is. It's really good. There's actually two soundtracks. One that's actually like the orchestra that they use, and the other is just all the pop songs. Uh, well, there is, uh, do you know who type no, type O negative is? Uh, is that your blood type? Uh, no, it's a band. They do the song Summer Breeze in the beginning of the movie. Oh. A lot of good 90s, uh, a lot of good 90s stuff in here, you know? Yeah, the offspring's in there. Gotta have it. Gotta have it. Do you have anything else, Joe, you want to pop in this before we, uh... Ooh, uh, let me see here. <clears throat> Said that one. Said that fact. Uh, Said that. Yep. Work through it there. I think I'm good. Like I said, all the facts. Because we did go on in the beginning, just kind of bullshitting about the movie. True. We did. And it was fun. You know, I was gl- I'm glad that we uh, got to talk about it. Yeah. So that has been the Thanks for Waiting podcast for this week. <laughs> You can shoot us an email for the love of God at thanks for waiting podcast at you know what? G- don't just don't even shoot us, <laughs> dude. I'm come done. On. They're gonna do it. You know they're okay. gonna do it. Shoot us an <laughs> email at thanks for waiting podcast at gmail You can check us out on Spotify, Amazon Music, uh, Audible, 
other places, you know. Yeah, like anywhere. Yeah, we're well, not we're getting we're gun we're getting Apple Music, you know. So look out for that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, check us out. Five star review us on Spotify and check out some of our past episodes. We greatly appreciate that. And you know, we'll be we'll keep coming at you. We'll keep coming. <laughs> we're gonna. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're coming. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, until next time, I just gotta say. You kill a man, you better make sure he's actually dead. That was like a Sam Neill. Thank you. Yeah, and I'll say, watch out for a bloody hook on your car door handle. That never happens in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's part of the original legend. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>